0: It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Haroldo Rivera. I'm Emily Campagno. And I'm Eric Sean. This is a Fox News Rundown. Tuesday, February 8th, 2022, I'm Trey Angst. With the Olympics underway in China, there's a spotlight on human rights abuses taking place in the country.
1: The international community sees these abuses and the Olympics was what China may have thought would be an opportunity to raise its profile in the international community, but the international community is paying attention. We are watching and we are seeking to hold China accountable.
0: This is the Fox News Rundown, evening edition. There are nearly 12 million Uyghur Muslims living in China. Human rights groups believe China has detained more than a million people in this minority population. Those same organizations point to evidence detailing human rights abuses. Some lawmakers in Washington are warning athletes at the Beijing Olympics against speaking out about this information over concerns on how the Chinese government might respond.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. China is a serial human rights violator. And I think perhaps the most... Visible instance of this is the persecution of Uyghur Muslims in China.
0: For more on this story, this is Olivia Enos of the Heritage Foundation.
1: Today, there are estimated to be between 1.8 million and 3 million Uyghurs held inside political re-education facilities. And there, they're subject to anything from forced indoctrination um, to new language learning to forced labor to even sexual violence and rape. And we've been hearing absolutely horrific stories too of the Chinese Communist Party um, having a stated goal of forcibly sterilizing between 80 to 90% of Uyghur women of childbearing age. If they succeed in carrying out this goal, this means that the um, Uyghurs will have either a substantially smaller, if not ultimately, non-existent next generation. And so what we see is a very systematic attempt by China um, to really subjugate and ultimately end the Uyghur people. So, you know, we call it ongoing genocide and crimes against humanity. That's what the Trump administration determined that it was on their last day in office. And that's since been echoed by the Biden administration. But the Uyghurs are far from the only, um, you know, group of people in China facing persecution. And of course, we've seen Chinese Christians with um, their churches being torn down and crosses being taken um, down from their churches and pastors being imprisoned, or we all witness What happened in Hong Kong when the CCP really undermined democracy there? And we've all experienced firsthand some of the repercussions of China lying to the international community in the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic about the infectiousness of the disease. So I think for me it was just so shocking, given all of these human rights violations, given the fact that the CCP has so sought to undermine um, just international norms that they would then be selected by the International Olympic Committee to host the Olympics that we're now bearing witness to today.
0: And and the Chinese government really seemed to put in the face of the international community the idea that they are almost not paying attention to the the coverage of these human rights abuses. They actually, in the opening ceremonies of the Olympics, had a skier who is a Uyghur Muslim as one of the torchbearers to light the Olympic torch. And This was a topic of conversation among many commentators who weren't actually at the Olympics because you also have this ongoing information war where the Chinese government is is trying to control what people can say and and what people can learn about what, as you've noted, the Trump administration and now the Biden administration is calling genocide. So in terms of the Olympics right now and, and the ability for athletes to talk about how Uyghur Muslims are being treated and the Uh, camps that that many are in, in the Western part of the country. What are we seeing right now in, in terms of the ability for people to speak about this extremely important topic?
1: You know, I think it's almost laughable for Beijing to say that they don't care about um, condemnation from the international community. And I think they betray um, that sentiment simply by directing athletes to be silent and saying you will face repercussions for speaking out if you are critical of our human rights track record and whatnot. And so, um, you know, you have a really information secure environment, Um, of course, information Information secure only for the Chinese Communist Party because they're, of course, using the surveillance apps on the Olympians' phones to be able to gather information about Olympians and simultaneously seeking to silence them and threatening their safety. And for me, this is so frustrating because we didn't have to be in this situation. The International Olympic Committee did not have to select China to host and never should have selected China to host the Winter Olympic Games. But instead, we have a situation where our athletes are potentially, their safety is potentially in jeopardy, um, and of course, where they're threatening um, individuals who will speak out. I think that this puts the onus on, you know, journalists and civil society, folks like you and I, um, to really be raising the alarm every single day of the Olympics, calling out China for its abuses and forcing them to reckon with the fact that the international community sees these abuses and the Olympics was what China may have thought would be an opportunity to raise its profile in the international community. But the international community is paying attention. We are watching and we are seeking to hold. China accountable. And I think this is where the Biden administration and Congress really need to be thinking, you know, 10 steps ahead. What do we do next to alleviate the plight of Uyghurs, to alleviate the plight of Hong Kongers, to address threats to religious freedom? And I think this is the opportunity that hopefully the Biden administration is looking to with partners and allies to hold China accountable in the myriad ways that we have.
0: You've been listening to Olivia Enos of the Heritage Foundation. We'll be right back. We see a lot of statements from lawmakers in Washington about these issues, about Chinese human rights abuses, and even specifically about the ability for athletes to speak out. Nancy Pelosi was warning athletes that they should be careful about what they say because the US government doesn't know how the Chinese government would respond if there was an athlete that was more vocal about some of these topics. What more can lawmakers do during this time and, and in the coming weeks and months to raise awareness about this issue, especially while the spotlight is on Beijing and on China as a whole?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think every lawmaker, whether they are Republican or Democrat, should be actively speaking out and condemning China's human rights violations, condemning genocide, um, ongoing genocide and crimes against humanity, against the Uyghurs, condemning um, you know what happened in Hong Kong, um, condemning China's suppression of of political speech and whatnot. And here at Heritage, we actually have a video series. We've been, uh, we've already released three of the six videos but we have three more coming out. And the three more that are coming out will come out each week during the Olympics. And they will highlight the voices of survivors of the CCP's persecution. I think these types of efforts are incredibly important, not only for lawmakers to highlight the voices of those who have experienced persecution at the hands of the CCP, but also to use their own power to press for change. Some of the policy changes that I would like to see is extending priority to refugee status, to Uyghurs and Hong Kongers who are among some of the most persecuted individuals inside of China. Um, I think it's necessary um, when governments fail to protect the rights of their citizens to extend a small number of seats to the very most persecuted for them to become citizens here in the U.S. So I think that's one potential way. Um, The second a type of action would be um, to continue to engage in multilateral sanctions against China um, to really, uh, you know, put the pressure on those individuals who are responsible for these human rights violations and to make it clear that China won't get off scot-free. I think that we really should have, um, you know, Formed, I would have liked to have seen the Biden administration step up to the plate to form an international coalition to pressure the International Olympic Committee to postpone the Games for the purposes of selecting a new rights-respecting host. But I think it was, unfortunately, a missed leadership opportunity to really work with partners and allies um, to revoke something that China knows is a privilege and an honor and that they never should have been selected to host the most prestigious sporting event in the world.
0: I really appreciate your perspective and analysis on this. It's important research and work that you continue to do about these human rights abuses that in other areas are just not talked about for a variety of political and social reasons. Olivia Enos of the Heritage Foundation joining us once again on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition podcast. Olivia, thank you very much.
1: Thank you so much for having me on, Trey.